Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving... At your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Oh, hello everybody and welcome back to Cricket Daily. Hello everyone that is watching live on YouTube. Hello everyone listening on the podcast feed. I'm Menas. I'm with Paul. Paul, what a day, a disastrous day for England. We've been, I've, you know, we've been defending them, but that was bloody awful. Yes, Menas, and it's just been oh so common. I mean, are we in... Are we in 2017, 18? Are we in 2013, 14? Are we in 2006, 7? Are we in 2002, 3? It just, it's just, it just seems like a, with that 2010, 11 exception, for decades now, England just come out here and I don't know. That, the thing is, they haven't been terrible. They've just done so many little things wrong that it's just all added up to a, a disastrous day for them. And unless they do something tomorrow, then the Ashes could soon be over as a contest. And what was it, day three last year? How did um, how did the how did the away team go on day three last year? They're all out for thirty odd, weren't they? Yeah, that'd be a good. They were they were one out overnight, India. England are two out. Um, do you reckon they can give a get get, get them all out <laughs> to the twenties? So probably not. Um, but well, I think yes. they dodged a bullet that Lightning. So for those tuning in, Lightning came in around Adelaide Oval and they abandoned play about an hour before they would have. Otherwise, and you know, England might have been all out tonight if if the lightning hadn't come. <laughs> it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, I mean, the two balls that that uh, the first two legitimate balls that Nisa bowled in his Test career. The first one, he as he went to bowl it, Hamid pulled away. His next ball was one that almost got Hamid bowled, swung away a little bit. The next ball swung in a little bit, and Hamid chipped it to mid on. But they were probably the, I think the only two balls of the match that I've seen that were consecutive balls in a row that were going to hit the stumps is like the bloke on debut knows how to bowl. No one else seems to. Yeah. 
Uh, what a start for him. I mean, let's go back to the beginning of the day. Australia started two down and uh, lost three wickets in the opening session, but they ended up making nine for 473. Manus Labashain brought up his sixth test century. He was eventually dismissed for 103 of 305 deliveries. Um, a fine innings. He, he's now, um, I think, the most, he scored the most number of pink ball centuries of anybody. I think that was his third uh, century against the pink ball. So he loves that. And uh, yeah, six, six test tons. Um, you know, it was a really gutsy knock. I mean, that's a, a serious number three innings. Yeah. Um, and we're just marveling at what a record he's got. He's averaged, I think it peaked at 64 point something during the innings. It's obviously dropped away a little bit since then because, because of the dismissal, but magnificent. Obviously he did have some luck. Uh, he got uh, dropped twice by Butler yesterday. And of course, the moment of the day today was when Robinson came on and I think it was 117 kilometres an hour that he bowled and Arnis Labashe nicked it through. This time Butler caught it and I was all set to type a tweet. See, proves you that you don't need to bowl 150 kilometres an hour in Australia. You just have to bowl it at the stumps and then <laughs> we're going to check the no ball. They say, and I thought, oh, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. And it was... If it had been two more millimetres back, it would have been fine, but it was definitely a no ball. And the look on Joe Root's face, um, oh, I cannot imagine what he was thinking. That was the that was the low point, I think, for England and the entire Ashes so far. Yeah, and I think it just sums up the way this tour has gone for them. Uh, but he didn't. it didn't take him too long to get him. Uh, he eventually got him LBW for 103. Then Travis Head came and went for a, a quick-fire 18. All the while, Smith was just chugging along at the other end. Um, and then Cameron Green. And uh, so Joe Root got Travis Head. Um, you know, Travis Head trying to increase the run rate. Just yeah. um, bold. And then Ben uh, Ben Stokes bowled a Jaffa to Cameron Green, knocked his off peg out of the ground. Uh, so Cameron Green was out for two or five deliveries, his second failure. And there was a little bit of social media activity about uh, Green's technique, whether maybe it's time for the Bison to come back in at number six for the next test match. How do we react, react to those claims, Paul? <laughs> It's like sort of every every Australian person's addicted to getting Mitch Marsh back into the side. Look, I'm not as opposed to it as I once was. He his form is superb, but it's I don't know. It's it's like some sort of compulsion. He's he's mod, his record at Test level is bloody modest, and it was only a day before that everyone's talking about Cameron Green as potentially the next um, Gar Gary Sobers, and now um, he's on the scrap heap. Now I can't. I'm not gifted enough to analyze someone's technique. Ricky Ponting was pointing out a flaw in it, so so fair enough. But I, I also think it was, a, as you said, a very good ball from Ben Stokes. It did move a little bit, hit the top of off stump. And again, it's like, I, I reckon that Root would have taken him aside and said, what are you doing pitching it up like that? You know, don't forget, our modus operandi is a foot above yeah. the bales <laughs> and a foot outside off stump so they can let it go. Like, you know, hitting the top of off stump, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, the technical flaw seems to be with Green, and I didn't hear what Ponty, Ponting said, but um, Green seems to just put his foot down the wicket early and he didn't just kind of plant his foot in the same spot. Um, but, I mean, the, he's got two Jaffers to start the series. I mean, yeah. you know, they've been two seriously good nuts, um, but I do think that's a, a thing. He moves a bit early and he plants his foot early in his innings until he's gotten into his rhythm. But, you know, a lot of players take a few balls to get going. It's just if you get a Jaffa first up, 
Um, yeah, anyway, so that was green. So I thought Australia were kind of, um, you know, in the first few hours of the day, just kind of not meandering, but they, they seemed to struggle to really get away. But when Alex Carey came out, he made a pretty smart 50s, first 50 in um, test cricket, and that kind of started to increase the run rate a little bit. What did you think? Because I, I thought at one stage maybe Australia was sort of wasting their advantage. Yeah, uh, I thought they probably should have been a little bit more aggressive and I, but I think that the thing is with the the, the day night test matches there's that always that that sort of attitude of we want to bat time because we want to have them batting under the lights even though the stats don't always bear out that it is the hardest time to bat I think that was their mindset throughout the whole day so I'm not sure that I necessarily I necessarily agree with it but I can see where they're coming from and in the end the um after Kerry accelerated a bit and Smith got going a little bit as well. Of course, the, the the tail then put on a massive flurry and they ended up getting their overall run rate for the innings above three and over. So, um, yeah, I, I can't really criticise Australia too much. Yeah, small, I thought Smith played a gem of an innings, but he was unfortunate to be at LBW to James Anderson for 93 of 201 deliveries. He had one beautiful six mm. um, over the boundary square leg. He barely... He barely hit it hard and just timed it so well. It, it hit the sand on the full and bounced back. It was a phenomenal shot. Wish they put the uh, – I didn't see them put the distance tracker on that. On Channel 7 they didn't. I would have been interested as, as to how far it went on, um, you know, short square boundaries, but it probably went 85, 90 metres. And as you said, he, he barely touched it. Oh, yeah, I thought it was a, a very, very um, classy innings. And the fact that quite a number of times he was turned inside out a little bit from the balls that stood up and – he was finding it difficult, which I, I think shows that it's, it, you know, if Steve Smith's finding it difficult, shows it's a, a difficult pitch. At one point when he, he missed one, it was, I think it was at Stokes bowling, and, oh, leg cutter. And he's like nodding and um, really impressed. And <laughs> he and Marnus were doing a fair bit of that. Um, <laughs> Marnus at one point was it during his innings, oh, well played, Marnus, well played. That was a good one. Someone like, cracked me well, And he said something to Roberts. He said, oh, that's a good ball. Well, that's yeah. a good um, <laughs> It was very um, disappointing that Smith missed out on his 100. I don't know how he missed that ball off Anderson. It didn't do too it much. Low. But it kept really low. Yeah, it did keep a little low. but uh, It cut back. Yes, Smith has an amazing record as captain. It's just phenomenal, isn't it? He averages in the 70s and it continues with um, this beautiful 93. And then, yeah, you're right, the tail, Stark 39 off 39, Nisa 35 off 24, Joe Richardson, nine off three. Australia motored, um, especially after tea. It was, uh, or dinner, or whatever, the second break. Of, I don't know the terms of the Adelaide Oval. Um, they call uh, it in, dinner, but it's, um, dinner. it's a dinner that your grandmother would have at that time. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a bit early <laughs> for dinner, really. <laughs> yeah, eight-year-old's dinner. Um, <laughs> figure Bowling for England. I mean, Chris Woke seems to be the one copying a bit of stick. Um, Here's my start of the day, actually. Yes, go for it. So Chris Wokes, I mean, it's not anything um, groundbreaking about this stat, but... Way to sell um, it. <laughs> it's the greatest stat you'll ever hear. Um, this is going to be life-changing. <laughs> yes, um, better. So after t- play today in Australia, Chris Wokes' bowling average is 52.1 and his strike rate is 100.4. That means he's taking 100 balls per wicket. Wow. And in England... His average is 22.6 and his strike rate is 44.5. You look at those two sets of figures and you'd say the first one is a bloke who can't bowl and is just useless. 
And the second one, you'd say he's one of the great bowlers of the modern era. And, I, I, you know, obviously he likes English conditions more, but I, I really thought that he was going to do pretty well under these um, Adelaide conditions. I don't know what's, you know, just didn't, um, he just never looked threatening. And uh, even a month ago in the World Cup, when we played against him um, in the UAE, he looked threatening. Um, so I don't know what happens when he comes to Australia. He's like he's um, Clark Kent and Superman in England. Yeah, great stat. Very revealing. Um, ben Stokes, probably the best of the bowlers. 25 overs, 3 for 113. James Anderson, 29 overs, 2 for 58. Uh, didn't look like he was going to get many wickets, but he, he, he is um, very accurate. And uh, then, so Australia come out. They've got like an hour and a half uh, to bowl to England. And surprise, surprise, Mitchell Stark gets Rory Burns caught at second slip in the third <laughs> over. Uh, uh, predictable. Good ball. Um, but yeah, you've, poor old Rory Burns. Um, feel a bit sorry for him, but um, nice catch from Smith. And uh, you know, if it had been an English bowler, the way things are going, you'd expected it to have been no, a no ball. Or, uh, but no, um, not a no ball, and the catch wasn't dropped. It's the that makes the big difference. And then Nisa um, comes on wicket with his second ball. Now, man, as you like to create controversy, surely there's an opportunity for you here that you could say, okay, you've made the point already. Smith, as a captain, his batting just you know, is, is better than ever before. So he's back as captain, averaging, you know, hits a 90, hasn't been in great form. Now he's cracked a 90. Number two, Nisa, who wouldn't have been in the side, has come out and played a blinding innings of, what was he, 38 or 36 off um, about 20 balls, mm. and then has taken the, made the breakthrough. So you're surely going to say, Pat Cummins, just stay in Sydney. Don't bother coming to Melbourne. You're dropped. Oh, yeah, Sack Cummins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I think it's really clear that um, Smith's the right man for the job. No, uh, I, no, I, I think it, it is fantastic to see Nisa get a wicket yeah. with his second ball. I think Lyon got one with his first ball in Test mm. Cricket. Trent Copeland ball. got it with his um, third or fourth. Um, and then Hamid uh, Nisa with his second. Just, um, yeah, great stuff. Um, and the way the his Queensland teammates got around Nisa, um, they no, must don't, really use like that, it. don't use that language. Got around. Well, that's that's too around. That's Melbourne language. <laughs> we, sh <laughs> we should have a fine jar for stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> I mean Australia does have a good list, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, please don't. Um, <laughs> now there's a lot of questions coming through, so maybe we should get to them. I think we've pretty much covered everything. But well, just as one we last said, thing. yeah, yeah, go. I was going to say. Um, Richardson looked superb. Uh, he looked like he was going to take a wicket at any moment. But he and all the Aussies just a little bit had fell into the same trap as the English had, that they just didn't quite attack the stumps enough. There were plenty of balls that beat the bat that were not going near the stumps. So I think that's something they can um, put, to, put to right tomorrow and um, you know pitch the ball up and potentially go straight through England. Yeah, so um, England are two for 17 at stumps. As we said, play was called off about an hour early. Milan's one not out of 19. Root five off nine. Uh, I mean, what are you expecting tomorrow, Paul? Are you expecting it to be a terrible day for England or do you think they've got a bit of mongrel left in them, these pommy bastards? Um, I, I would be surprised if it's a great day for England. I can see it being an okay day for them, but the, an okay day for them is not enough that for them to suddenly get back into this test match, they need a very, very good day. So I, I, I can see a day where England finished the day at seven for 
250 or something and everyone says that's not bad but that's not going to be you know that's not going to get them back into this match um I, I i still don't think this game's going to be a draw i still think it's going to be um a result and i just I, I find it very hard to see anything other than an australian win stranger things have happened though um but i just think that yeah um Australia, I think even Nathan Lyon's going to be hard to play on this surface. So, no, I'm expecting um, England to not get all that many in their first innings, that Australia will then pile up the runs and then roll England and uh, it'll be 2 0 going to Melbourne. Yeah, that'll be a shame, won't it? Because if it is 2 0, it really, I mean, it kind of kills the series. You can't see England winning three on the bounce. You could see them winning two of the three and maybe drawing it, but then it's just a, a pride thing. It's not going to change the destination of that little urn. Yeah, I mean, it's only ever been done once when the side's been down 2-0 to going back and win it 3-2, and that was with Bradman scoring two double centuries in a century. So um, I suppose the only thing is that they've got that Hobart pink ball test, you know, conditions there. If they if they get the, the better of them, if you, if you pencil that in as a win, then maybe they've still got a chance. But, yeah, 2-0 going down to Melbourne would be pretty disappointing for the series for sure. Yeah, I know England have a pretty good record at Sydney and Melbourne if you look through historically their results. Um, I know you're the stats man, Paul, but if you look, um, generally they perform pretty well at those grounds compared to the other ones. Um, all right, go on. You wanted to say something? No, I was going to say, when when have they won matches? in? Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. They they won the um, the 98-9 match in Melbourne. They won unexpectedly when Ramper Cash took that great catch. I mean, they um, won in Sydney when uh, War made his 100. Yep, and then they won, obviously, in both venues in 10-11. But aside from that, I mean, they haven't won anywhere, really. Um, yeah. So, but that, that's, the point. That, that's the places <laughs> that seem to win. Um, yeah. All right, so my good day, bad day. All right, firstly, good day, good day, manners, because my wife and kids are on a plane <laughs> tonight to London for four weeks. So I'm going to – hear this. Uh, yeah, well, fortunately, there's no internet on the plane at the moment, so I've dodged a bullet. But, um, yeah, just just a great day for me. Obviously, I love my wife and kids, but it's a break at the best possible time. I'm going to be watching cricket day and night. There's going to be James Bond films. Uh, so, yeah, good day, Menas. Uh, also, good day, Barrett Sunderason, because he was commentating for SEN when Michael Nisa came on to bowl, and Barrett has been... Uh, campaigning for Nisa to get a baggy green for the past two <laughs> years, and he got one, and then he was able to be on the scene when Nisa got a, a wicket second ball. So a good day, Barrett Sunderason. Surprised he didn't run out with the other Queensland with the Queenslanders and rubbed yes, his hair. <laughs> exactly. Um, bad day. Well, look, this is a bad day. I'm giving it to Alison Mitchell and Dirk Nannis because I was driving back from the airport listening to the cricket, and they they brought up the news that Pat Cummins has been. Um, basically being airlifted out of Adelaide back into New South Wales. So he's been given exemption to take himself via, he's, you know, drive himself to a private plane and then he's going to be flown back to Sydney on a charter flight and into quarantine here so he can be with his family, which I think is absolutely fine. No problem with this at all. I'm sure he's paying for it. He's got squillions of dollars. Good luck to him. He's earned every penny of it. And and if he can do that and he's got a very young baby, only a few months old, he won't see much of during the summer. So I've got no problem. But Mitchell and Nanis were sort of bringing up the question, is he getting special treatment? I mean, just leave that. Stop this sort of, um, you know, I don't know, this sort of where you sort of attack somebody for getting some kind of um, lucky break. 
Well, I agree with you, although it's probably Cricket Australia paying for it, which is fine. Um, but it, he's kind of, he's got special treatment, good and bad, hasn't he? Because he wouldn't have been required to be, would he have required, been required to stay in a hotel room for six days if he wasn't in the Australian cricket team, having been a close contract? Is that, is that everyone in South Australia that has that now? I, I think it might be everyone in South Australia, but it's come out today that the actual, he could have probably started the test match because no... South Australian health officials have contacted anyone yet. So he kind of put himself, he dubbed, you know, he owned up to um, the situation. And yeah, I just, I just didn't like Mitchell and Nanus going into this, um, this, I'm sick of this line about cricketers getting it, it easy. They don't, they, they've been having it really tough the last two years and Mitchell and Nanus know that. So if you can get Cummins out of, if you can get your Australian test captain out of a hotel room and back with his family in a time when he's had to miss his second test match as skipper, that's only a good thing. I always think with these things that as long as there's no person who is suffering exactly as a result, then I'm fine for um, people in unusual positions to get unusual treatment. And that's, I, I think that this qualifies to that. There's no one being um, disadvantaged by what's happened with Cummins. So I, I have no problem with it at all. And they even had the gall to say that not everybody can afford a charter flight. Well, that's life. I mean, you know, that, that's unfor- that's capitalism, you idiots. I mean, you know, if you want to go fucking live in communist Russia back in the 50s, you idiots. Um, <laughs> Man, anyway, so that's my bad day. Um, we should add. I, I just, Alison Mitchell's just about both of our favourite commentators. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so you should add that in. And I, I, I like Dirk Nannis as well. I'm not saying this just to be a, a sycophant, but... For your own sake, if they happen to be listening, it would be sad for them to feel that way. <laughs> well, they don't say stupid things. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, I'm not the one that said it. Um, all right, here's Aiden R. So I'm going to just pick some of the really good questions because a lot of great comments, but not a lot of good <clears> questions. Um, Aiden R. Has England focused too much on the white ball over the last few years and do they need to rethink their format priorities? What do you think, Paul? It's a good question. It's what a lot of people would say is the is the truth. Um, I sometimes think, well, has focusing on the white ball, what are the tangible impacts that that has had on their on their red ball game? But I suppose there's been instances where the side has been chopped and changed quite a bit. And given the forensic way that they seem to plan for their white ball cricket, it does seem that they haven't done that with this red ball stuff. Like, uh, the first thing, if someone had said to me, if you're the new coach of the England side, what's the first thing you do? I would have said, take all the bowlers down to the nets and stop them from bowling no balls. Like, that's it. I'm not doing anything else. I've been, I will now take my check for a million pounds. I have done my job. Um, I'm going to wa- go water skiing for the rest of my time as coach. That's all. That's, that's And they've dropped seven catches as well. I mean, Australia yeah. have dropped no catches and it's seven catches in two test matches. I mean, you average that out the rest of the series, that's going to be 20 catches. Yeah, the dropping of the catches, though, that kind of that can happen. I think they work hard on that. But I just think that the bowling, the not bowling of no balls. Can you imagine if Bill Belichick, your friend, um, you, you like um, the mm. New England Patriots, don't you? If he was, yeah, the, coach, if he was the coach of um, a cricket side, he would find out about this and he'd say, we are never going to bowl another no ball. Um, and so would Sir Alex Ferguson, so would anyone. What the hell is Chris Silverwood doing? And what is their, um, whomever their bowling coach is, what are they doing? I'd hang my head in shame. The, the bowling coach should have sacked, should have been sacked um, the, the day that Stokes bowled 14 no balls in his first 30. That's ridiculous. 
Um, secondly, Both of them was fired up. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. People say, oh, you know, you've got to be a bowler to know. But there are bowlers like Michael Holding and others who just don't bowl no balls because they know it's just, um, you know, it's not actually that hard to, to not do. Um, and the negativity of their tactics of getting the toss wrong, batting too slowly, bowling with um, defensive fields and, and, you know, trying to just sort of sneak through some overs to get to the – all those sorts of things um, – those are the things they've always done when they've come to Australia and they, you know, they, they were wrong. So yeah, potentially they should have um, been a bit more focused on that. Do you want to read this question out? Um, it's from Brewer 74. Will Lyon play a large part here? I think so. I think these conditions suit him. Uh, the pitch seemed to be turning a little bit for Joe Root and Lyon's a much better bowler, but um, it depends how much damage the quicks do. I mean, there might not be too many wickets left for him, but historically he's done pretty well at the Adelaide Oval. It's one of his more successful venues. I was sort of uh, suggesting beforehand, jokingly, sort of, but that maybe they should leave Lyon out and um, uh, before um, Cummins was removed and bring Nisa in as well. Um, that would have been wrong. I think Lyon is going to do a lot here. Uh, I think there's plenty on offer for the spinners and that, yeah, he could, he could, yeah, if he gets a chance, he could do a lot of damage. All right. This is a bit of a sledge from Chris Stone. Marnus's antics are so contrived. It is so annoying to watch. Ruins the viewing. Um, yeah, Paul, this doesn't, I don't agree with this one. What do you think? Does it ruin it for you? No, no. Um, it ever so slightly adds to it. Um, it's, Fine by me, and I, I don't know if that I don't know that they are contrived. I think that um, I think batting is an unusual thing, and you've got to just do whatever works for you. And the 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 sort of weird way that you've got to relax, relax, and think of the birds and the trees, and just relax and whatever, and then all of a sudden focus with every ounce of your energy for two two seconds, and then come down a bit. It, 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 that sort of thing can probably breed that sort of. Um, eccentricity so yeah I'm, I'm fine with it yeah leave him alone chris i mean everybody complains <laughs> that our athletes are so boring minus is a bit crazy having a bit of fun out there he's, he's displaying his emotions i mean what do you want us to send robots out to bat so uh nut chris stone um here's one for you to read out it's also from chris um Menes's wife has left for four weeks is this the last time we see Menes looking presentable from now on it will be wife runs uh, food-stained T-shirts and crumbs in his beard. <laughs> uh, well, jokes on you, Chris. No pants on already, so <laughs> I'm already doing this um, with no pants on. But no, I'm going to be um, having a healthy um, time while she's away. No junk food, no beer, nothing. It's going to be all good stuff. That's the sad thing that um, in men as a situation, someone else would be already um, ordering a crate, a truck full of beer to come to the house and <laughs> arranging parties. What Menes is going to do is he's going to be up at three in the morning and he'll discover that there's a, a Madagascan T10 I'll be watching the Lanka Premier every, League yeah. all night. The Lanka <laughs> Premier League starts up with this. Yes. I've, I've got it on pause now. I'm going to catch he up. He genuinely will. <laughs> um, well, look, that's it for all the questions. Thanks for everybody that's um, left, sent in questions and um, made comments. Um, anything you want to add, Paul, before we wrap this up? No, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope England really have a great day tomorrow and make it a bit of a contest. And you never know. You never know. 
Yeah, and that, look, that is the way out for England. They bat big tomorrow, get up to roughly where Australia is in the first innings, chew up a lot of time, and then um, we, we get a draw and they go to Melbourne, only one one nil down, still in the series. I mean, that's probably the best-case scenario. I can't see them going really big and getting like 600 and, and maybe uh, bossing the game, as the kids like to say. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, if, if Stokes has a day out and Butler... I mean, actually, conditions suit him, short boundaries, square. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Thanks, everybody that's watched on YouTube. Thanks, everybody that's listened. And, uh, yeah, good night. Yep. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.